Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Memo by Guy Legal. My name is Jackie, and today we are continuing our run through of basic contracts. Today is about service agreements, service contracts. If you're an attorney, this is called an engagement agreement. Anytime that you enter into an agreement or you say you're going to provide a service for another person, it is a good idea to have that service. Um, the expectations, the boundary, the scope of that service in writing so that you know what you're providing and the client customer also knows what you're providing. So there's no misunderstandings. So what is a service agreement generally? And then some pitfalls that we can avoid and then drafting considerations and so on and so forth for today. So a service agreement legally binding document, it outlines your terms and conditions. So very similar to if you have a website terms and conditions, your service agreement is probably going to be very similar to that. And you need to make sure sometimes people update one, like you update your service agreement, but you don't update your terms and conditions. You want to make sure those documents are in sync, even though one lives on your website and then one lives probably in your documents folder somewhere. So again, provided when one party is giving services to another and they help um, clear up expectations. So where are some things that you can have expectations around? So payment, billing terms, deadlines, methods of payment, um, warranties, guarantees. You can put disclaimers in there. You can provide um, different like deliverables, what you're actually going to get um, as part of your service agreement. And here's another um, consideration. Sorry, I, I'm like itching my nose because I had a facial today and it was a new person. Like I should have asked who my facialist was supposed to be because I have this lady. Like I, one thing you know about me, like I'm such a creature of habit. And once I find someone that I like, like I'm going to stick with that person until there's like a reason to like <laughs> disband, <laughs> disband the communion. So I have this facial person and I really like her but I had to reschedule. But during the rescheduling process, I had assumed that they would just place me with the same person and I should have asked, but I did not. And because usually they do, because I go to this place frequently and usually the reception, she she knows me, she knows my voice, she knows, and she's very, um, uh, she's very considerate what she does. She reschedules me, she understands what my preferences are and so on and so forth. Another reason why it's really great to have long-term relationships with your service providers because you get like these little perks that you don't otherwise think of. And, and you know, not only that, but you have like, you get to know people like, <laughs> I use another side note. When I go to Whole Foods, like I go to Whole Foods every day, all the people there know me because I'm a regular person and I go and I say hi and they know about my life. I know about like their weddings and different things. And I used to have that in Houston too. Like the people at multiple Whole Foods knew me because I just go there every day. I am such a creature of habit. This is probably not a good thing in some regards, but it is who I am. So anyway, I'm itching my face because I had a facial. Oh, it's like right here. I had a facial and they did not schedule me with the same person. So she did not know exactly like what to put on my skin. And usually they have a history there, but I kind of hinted toward to, to her like, hey, like, can you look up what I had last time? Sometimes people get offended by that. And I try to say it in a really nice way, but she did not. And she just went on her own thing anyway. So yeah, I'm like a little red and a little like, kind of like, it's not burning, but it's just tingling. Anyway, so this is how... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, where I went to get a service, you probably have a service agreement in place and you outline the terms and conditions. And what, the point I was trying to get at is that when you have a service agreement, it's in your what, on your website, but it's also in like your pricing guide. Um, so all of these things should be consistent. Something that comes to mind is like a photographer. And I have pricing guides as well, where you have different packages and then you outline like what's in those packages. And that is basically part of your service agreement. And then in the service agreement, you're reiterating like here are the packages. Here's the one you selected. And you might add some more details in the service agreement about this particulars like deadlines, payments of that package. Anyway, so service agreements, um, what else? Oh, termination clauses. So like early termination clauses, what if someone signs up for a package and they decide like they want to get out of it? So determining if you have flat fees, where in the flat fee schedule um, do they owe you money because you perform, you had partial performance. That's like the, the lawyer word for it, but you had partial performance, partial performance being you did some of the work, but not all of the work. So like, for example, um, in estate planning, we break up the estate plan into four, four steps, four processes. So once you give the deposit, um, usually 50%, then 50% is due at signing. But in between then, we have um, different markers. So if we send it for drafting, like we've earned 25, 40% of the fee, so on and so forth. So that even if you don't go ahead and sign for whatever reason, and it happens, we still get to keep the 40% because we had partial performance on that contract. We did certain things. Um, we were induced by your offer to pay us money to provide a service. And because we changed our position and we did something because you offered uh, you offered to pay us, um, we are at a detriment. We are at a loss unless you pay us, compensate us for that that. Um, that service. Anyway, so that is, that's going to like contracts philosophy, but that is why partial performance um, percentages and expecting payment at certain stages of a flat fee agreement are permissible because it's partial performance. And um, it kind of builds in the potential of breach of a contract. So breach of a contract, you have to perform something and you fail to perform it at the time. So if someone breaches early by not completing you know, the flat fee agreement, you're able to be compensated for that um, or build in the compensation. So anyway, long-winded way of saying that. <laughs> um, I'm looking at my notes to see what else. Okay. Um, making sure that they're clear, not ambiguous, which would be clear. Making sure that people read through the agreement. So sometimes in service agreements, um, this is just me being like really nitpicky, but I like to have initials by like really important clauses and at least like an initial on every page. So they know, like they actually went through every page of the agreement. Sometimes people just flip to the end and sign it, but it slows people down in the process. And if there are certain clauses that you really want to direct their attention to, you know, all bold caps, initial, um, right next to that clause and so on and so forth. So you can have that additional evidence that, hey, like, yeah, they really saw this. It was very conspicuous and they even initialed to it agreeing to that term. So these are for terms that you might feel like could come up in conflict later on. Um, it could be like a partial payment clause. So, for example, you advertise in your pricing guide a flat fee of twenty four hundred dollars, but 
um, if you if you do 50% down and you don't come to the signing or you don't you know, get your estate plan at the end of the day, you're not going to get that full $2,400 back. You're only going to get half back. Um, and that type of provision could be all caps, signed next to it. And it could even be like another statement. Like, I agree that da-da-da-da-da. Um, if I fail to, to sign the estate plan, I'm just making this up. Failure to sign the estate plan um, at the time that signing date, uh, I will still owe the money's paid. I'm, that's not exactly why I write, but you get the idea. I'm just trying to think of like the, the actual like kind of spirit behind it. And um, you can have them sign next to it. And, and like on standardized assessments, they even do this where you have to actually write out the statement. I've never really seen contracts get that serious, but that's always an option. Okay. Um, Reviewing the agreement, asking any questions. It's also a good idea to have your contact information in there, just like your privacy policy, just like your terms of use, terms and conditions online, like having a place where they can go to contact so they can never say, hey, like I had an issue and I didn't know where to go with my issue or them going to the wrong place. That's always um, important to have. And then also, um, you know, what law are you interpreting this contract under? What local regulations apply? So on and so forth. Uh, let's see, termination clauses, warranties. So like warranties, depending on your product or service, there are standard warranties in place. And sometimes it's good to look at what is standard in your kind of zone of practice. Um, if you're an estate planner, looking at other estate planning engagement agreements, there's model agreements for estate planning. If you are providing a product or service, like actually buying the other products and looking at what warranties and stuff that they uh, provide in there. And that can give you an idea of kind of issues that people have um, encountered so that you can prevent um, problems happening when you also encounter those issues. So I think like that is all for service agreements. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's, I'm sure there's DIY templates online. A service agreement is something that's actually more customized to the product or service because you're delivering your service in a specific way. You can go in your industry and find like similar, um, you can swap contracts and kind of like brainstorm together how to create service agreements. And then also if you are in an area where there's a lot of case law, you can read the case law and see kind of what issues have come up in that particular area. So when you're writing your service agreement, you can write to mitigate any damages that could happen if that, if and when that issue arises. And again, like litigation, the bigger your business, uh, the more litigation is just a cost of doing business. You're going to get problems, receive problems. You're going to have um, lawsuits. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when at that point. And so trying to minimize litigation costs for medium to bigger sized businesses is always preferable. And, you know, what better place to start than if you are a small business? So that's all I have for service agreements. Um, tomorrow is going to be Wednesday, May 31st, and that's going to be the final episode in this like first nine part series of um, just basic contracts every small business owner should have in place. I'm just looking at the ones we covered so far. So we had business plan, which is technically not like a contract between two people. It's really a contract between yourself and yourself or yourself and your partners. Business plan, operating agreements, we went over privacy policies, we went over confidentiality agreements, non-disclosure agreements, we went over terms of use, terms and conditions, 
In this video, we went over um, service agreements and I'm trying to think of the last one. Let me pull up my calendar. Service, oh, disclaimers. Okay, disclaimers and yeah. Then we'll move on to um, specific agreements, specific contracts for specific uses. Like, so like, I don't quote me because I'm still brainstorming, but maybe course creators or podcasters or creatives or photographers or so on and so forth. So you can get an idea of how you have these basic contracts that every business owner should have, but then depending on your industry, there are probably other contracts that are um, relevant. So that's all for today. Thank you all for tuning in and I will speak to you next time. Bye.